Welcome everybody to another episode of our beautiful podcast. I'm Brad Frenio, joined by my co-host, Christian Dyer. And we have a special oh. guest, Kenny Perry. What's going on, guys? What's going on? A lot to talk about, a lot to talk about. Let's uh, get right into it, fellas. Yes, sir. Um, let's go ahead and uh, start off uh, the beginning of the game. Um, what were your thoughts about the way Jimmy looked? And um, are we worried about Jimmy G now? after seeing what we saw last night. To start off with you, Anthony. So what am I worried about, really, or just being worried about with Jimmy Garoppolo? Um, yeah. You know, I could go, like, a whole hour talking about this, to be honest, <laughs> but I'll keep it short so you guys can talk, too. It's okay. just frustrating that Jimmy Garoppolo has no willingness to move the ball downfield. Not only that, it handcuffs Kyle Shanahan, and he's not able to de- develop any type of – throws beyond 15 to 20 yards even and that's kind of the money spot for for uh, Kyle Shanahan and he can't do that because he doesn't trust Garoppolo and you can see why on a lot of throws last night where Garoppolo just had him wide open and he either missed it or it was low high incomplete should have been intercepted numerous times like it always is and you know it what it luckily wasn't but he still got away with a pretty crappy interception to say the least although it was a nice play by Jair Alexander but the point being is that Jimmy Garoppolo can't throw beyond 20 yards and Kyle Shanahan hardly even trusts him between 10 and 20 yards. So what can you do? There's not much you can do. You know what I mean? A lot of people have been talking yeah. about the defense of the Packers and how they played two of their safeties within 10 yards of the line of scrimmage. And that is straight disrespectful. You guys, that is absolutely disrespectful because it's basically the Packers saying he's not going to throw deep. He's not going to go beyond 20 yards, and if he does, it's not going to be accurate, so our corners or safeties can go make a play on the ball. And that's exactly what happened when Jair intercepted the ball. So it's just disrespectful to say the least, and I think the cat is out now that Jimmy Garoppolo just can't throw past 15 yards. And as long as they roll with Jimmy Garoppolo, it's it's going to be a long season. And that's not to say I don't doubt they can't make the playoffs, but games aren't going to be easy if teams play the same way that the Packers did last night. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Christian, you want to go ahead and bounce off that? I mean, I, it's funny because I was totally completely wrong on what I thought this game was going to be. I thought we were going to run the ball all day, and then Jimmy was going to look actually look good because we were running the ball. But I didn't even think of the fact that they weren't afraid of Jimmy throwing the ball so they could stack the box. <laughs> I mean, I just – and then on top of it with, you know – run and use check not even you know kyle not even um trusting sermon i kind of was just worried about the run game from the start because of that and then just as soon as i realized we couldn't run i was the moment i realized we were the run game wasn't going to work i was like we're fucked i i I was just like i mean first quarter i'm like i don't know how we're going to win this game jimmy can't throw the ball and win in a shootout against aaron Rodgers. it's not going to happen yeah, um, I have to agree. Uh, starting off, I mean, I was at the game, so seeing it live and everything, I was. I had a Packer fan right next to me saying, "Let's go Packers!" All oh, the whole freaking time, man. Like, I'm like, dude, can you shut up so I can enjoy the game at least, like, at least for a couple minutes, you know? But <laughs> um, no, when I saw Jamie struggling, like, as soon as right out of the gate, um, I was like, dude, this game's over, right? I'm like, our defense wasn't helping out either as well with uh, trying to stop Aaron Rodgers. Um, but uh, 
Jimmy just just he can't he dude the guy overthrows all the freaking time dude, he misses uh, in the first quarter he misses a wide open, open kittle receivers. coming across his face and almost yep. throws an interception when mm -hmm. kittle's like five yards from him mm -hmm. and he can't even make that throw yeah and uh there was multiple times where we had open receivers and they they were all overthrow i mean even what was dude it? the one to sanu yeah Sanu is oh, yeah. wide open with no, nobody around him for 15 yards, and Sanu has to make a mm -hmm. diving catch to catch the ball. Yeah. I mean, seriously. 15 yards, yeah. nobody around him, and, and Sanu's making a diving catch. Like, dude, you can't even throw over the middle, 15 yards over the middle with nobody around the receiver accurately. I mean, what? I don't yeah. get it. I don't get it either. Um, I mean, just especially with – not having our run game present either, that didn't help us at all either. So it, it literally had to rely on Jimmy's arm the whole time. So, I mean, it made it even more frustrating. Um, I I know we were talking in the group chat that a lot of us are blaming Jimmy for like a lot of the things, but I feel like it wasn't just Jimmy. I feel like it was, you know, also had to do with the defense somewhat. But I don't know. Let's get your take, uh, Anthony. What do you What do you think about that? Yeah, I kind of tweeted at the end of the night that it's a team effort. It was mm -hmm. one of those games where you know what, Jimmy just was typical Jimmy, right? So you couldn't expect mm -hmm. anything more or less out of him. He executed yeah. somewhat. He led a few touchdown drives, which is acceptable. I'll give him that much. Yeah, he just couldn't clutch up when it mattered most. And what I mean by that isn't the fourth quarter drive where they took the lead, but when they had the chance to get more points or bring it in within a touchdown where those drives just stalled out and it was like two to three straight three and outs. Hey, Hung Fat, the boy. I love you, man. Hope you're doing well. <laughs> but in any event, I tweeted out the other night that it was tough to blame it all on Jimmy Garoppolo. And I think you guys see me tweet enough to know that I'm really mm -hmm. critical of Jimmy Garoppolo. Really, really critical. I was super high on Trey Lance before anyone even thought of Lance getting drafted to us. But this is one of those games where I think everyone kind of failed everywhere. You had Jimmy Garoppolo who didn't execute. Running backs couldn't hit holes fast enough. The offensive line couldn't block. The Packers were absolutely dominating in trenches on both sides of the ball. The Packers' offensive line somehow miraculously held the Niners, I think, to only one sack, if that even, and that might have been Nick Bosa. And that I, I'm not going to lie. I think I told you guys in the chat, I was like, over under Nick Bosa's sack told about three and a half. <laughs> I, I really thought Nick Bosa was going to have a night. And he started the first quarter pretty hot. He had that huge pass breakup, I think, on the second pass of the game. And then he pressured Rodgers a couple of times early on. But after that, he just went quiet. That was just a – you know, kudos to Matt LaFleur for adjusting and being able to give Aaron Rodgers more time and more protection. But on top of that, it was also letting Rodgers be able to throw the ball within two and a half seconds and just negate the pass rush entirely. So you look at that aspect, and then you look at the defensive side for D'Amico Ryans, where he could have made those adjustments to have those corners play up more and play more press man to try and lock up those receivers more. And I know locking up Devontae Adams isn't easy, but if you can just buy even another second for the pass rush to get home at Aaron Rodgers, that's the biggest difference in the entire game. And unfortunately, just not that many adjustments were made all throughout. I think you my know, biggest concern right now is that the offense is horrible in the first half. The, the oh, easy, go ahead. Sorry, I was in the, I just wanted to say real quick, and you can finish your point. The easiest adjustment when you're playing corner and the the – 
quarterback is getting the ball in 2.5 seconds. You literally you meet the freaking receiver at the freaking line, and when the freaking ball is hiked, you freaking jam that motherfucker as hard as hell and make him wish he didn't freaking wasn't you weren't covering him. But nobody does that in this freaking league anymore. It's like a lost art, but it's the most useful thing you could do because you're allowed to hit him in within five yards. You want to stop Devontae Adams? You know what you're going to do? You're going to go up and as soon as they freaking, as soon as they hike the ball, boom, right in his chest, hard as you can. Yeah, that's uh, that's just a coaching thing, you know. I guess it's just what D'Amico Ryan's and the DBs coach ask for their corners to do. I will give Mosley the benefit of the doubt. He was not too bad on the night, considering he's missed you know the first portion of the season, so he was pretty good. Demo Lenore honestly wasn't that bad. I mean, Devontae Adams is a tough matchup on what, no matter what side of the field he's on. But it was just, it was, I think it was just a bad team loss through and through. At the end of the day, I will always blame Garoppolo more, and maybe I shouldn't, but it was a bad team loss. And again, the reason why is because my biggest concern is that the offense in the first half just can't get going. It was like that in the Eagles game, it was like that last night. Partly in the Detroit Lions game in the first quarter is pretty ugly. I had tweeted this earlier, but I was like, if the Niners would play every offensive drive like it was a two-minute drill, we'd score points every drive. And that's not a joke. And the reason why is because when Jimmy Garoppolo is moving and going and just just going, don't stop, don't hesitate, just move, Garoppolo's on fire. It was just like in the Saints game in 2019 when he had the ball, a couple of tough third downs, he converted, Kittle saved him. But when you get that rhythm going with him, it looks beautiful. The Rams game, the Seahawks game, a lot of 2019, it's you look at those fast drives where it takes two and a half minutes to score, get Garoppolo moving, everything will work flawlessly. Yeah. And the Packers don't have an overwhelming defense. They really don't. They just honestly disrespected Jimmy Garoppolo, and that just shuts everything down. The moment Garoppolo can't throw more than 10 yards down the field, it's a mess. And they proved that last night. And for as long as Jimmy Garoppolo won't make that adjustment, defenses are going to continue to do the same thing until either Trey Lance plays or Jimmy Garoppolo nuts up and starts throwing with accuracy. So, you know, the reason that on the two-minute drill that Jimmy can look good is because when you're going that fast and the defense doesn't have time to set, Jimmy can hit his first read almost every single time. Mm -hmm. Because we all know that Jimmy can't freaking make – reads and get to the third receiver very very often and make a good accurate throw if he comes off his first read so but if we're you know if we're doing the two-minute offense and we're constantly doing the rhythm he can hit the first read every single time yeah because he's just boom he he sees the read the re- it's open because they're running they're running the no huddle and then he, then he hits him yeah well what i was also going to say too is with jimmy too i feel like you, and you saw in the first half um if he can't get in the rhythm, he looks like garbage. But once he starts getting the rhythm, like you were saying, Anthony, he's he's throwing it. He's going go, going downfield, and the offense is starting to pick up, and they look good, just like they did in the second half. Um, but it just he needs to be good from the start. You know what I mean? Like, but the the problem is is the only way he we we can start looking good and doing good. It's only because our star players are the freaking yak bros and make something happen. That's the only time that we start scoring is because they're making something happen. They're getting a ball on a short pass and turning it into a big run. Kittle did it in the fourth quarter. Debo does it every game. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's, it's our, our receivers, our star players have to make something happen in order to even jumpstart that part of the offense. It's not like Jimmy's doing it and Jimmy's doing this. And no, it's you, you freaking, you call a, an easy play for Jimmy to throw where we can get our receiver in space and then they make something happen. 
Yeah. And I feel like, you know, it doesn't help with Jimmy always overthrowing them to where they have to jump up in the air to get the ball, the damn ball. You know, if it's like right in the middle of their chest, you can see actually yardage uh, going after after the catch. But you don't see that because the receivers have to do more work to catch the damn ball from Jimmy. And it's on and on. And I don't know why he can't fix this uh, problem that he has. It's been, what, three, four years now, and it's still the same thing? You know? What do you think, Anthony? It's just getting tougher and tougher to justify why Jimmy Garoppolo is even starting in the first place. And, again, Trey Lance's rookie mistakes, if he were to play, would be no different than what Jimmy Garoppolo already does on the field. It's just so disrespectful as a fan to see safeties come down within 10 yards of the ball knowing that Garoppolo isn't going to throw it down the field. And the worst part about that is they're not going to give Debo or Ayuk or even Kittle the chance to win contested balls. And the one time they do, Jimmy Garoppolo throws it into triple coverage eventually and Jair Alexander intercepts it because the ball was just lofted too much. He should have thrown it more to the outside shoulder of Kittle where Kittle can work it more one-on-one. But instead, he throws it right down center field. Jair Alexander just plays it perfectly. He hits it's, Ross. He hits Ross, wide open Ross Dwelly Dwelly on that play. That's a forty yard game for Dwelly. I, yeah. I actually just saw the picture five minutes ago too. Dwelly was wide open it's, on that he play. Was wide open. And it's. I don't know what it is with Garoppolo. I don't know if he's just trying to do too much. I don't know if he's thinking too much. Part of it makes me think that he doesn't seem to trust Shanahan and what Shanahan wants him to do. Shanahan just schemes open so many of these open throws left and right. Like you guys can watch all 22, whether you have it or not, or just rewatch the game and you look and it's like someone is literally almost open every time, whether it's the check down, whether it's the 15 yard throw down the middle of the field or whether it's a deep post or a deep go, anything like that. There's almost always someone open and it's either Jimmy Garoppolo makes a wrong decision. Jimmy Garoppolo makes a bad throw. Or he makes the right decision, but it's a bad throw. <laughs> you know what I mean? He, it's yep. just can't it's be, win with Garoppolo. It's because honestly. he has a he struggles so much coming off his first read that he can't look and find the open guys. He did it in the Super Bowl when you know he's making bonehead throws when you're like everybody's screaming and even Kittle's jumping up and down, pissed because he's wide open and it could have made a difference in the fourth quarter. And Jimmy just doesn't see him because Jimmy makes he looks for the first read and they're not open. He panics and then he runs around in a little tiny circle when he gets surrounded by the freaking in the pocket, he doesn't freaking escape the pocket. He runs around like a freaking pinball in there and then takes a sack. Just like the, uh, the fumble, that fumble was horrible guys. That was just, Holy cow. Yes. That yeah, was, Christian, yes. You gotta stay calm. Christian, you gotta stay calm. That fumble was just inexcusable. That was some straight you know, Mark to, Sanchez shit right there. For him to go on the podium and say it was unfortunate. He didn't get the call. It was like, Dude, you literally threw it backwards. Like, what are you talking about? You know, yeah. there's, just no accountab- there's no accountability with Garoppolo. And it's just like, how much longer could you keep this going? Mm-hmm. But I, I do want to transition real quick because I see Hung Fat in the comments say, why doesn't Kyle like Sermon? I don't get it. I was listening to 95-70 game today, and um, one of the broadcasters was saying that he doesn't think Trey Sermon is a fit in Shanahan's offense. And you know what? He's kind of right. Sh- uh, Sermon doesn't have the outside zone speed to hit the corner and just go. He's not a Moster. He's not Elijah Mitchell. But mm-hmm. what I saw in Trey Sermon coming out of the draft and how they could use him, 
I think was a lot like when Kyle Shanahan had Alfred Morris in Washington because Sermon is like more and Sermon is like Morris in the sense that they're both tough runners. They're both pretty good after contact and they both can hit the inside zone really well. And Sermon did that on his one big carry of the day. I think it was 16 yards where he hit the inside zone and he was just able to go and hit the next level. So Sermon can execute from that aspect. But at the same time, I don't know if Sermon is another doghouse guy right now. I don't know if Shanahan doesn't trust Sermon fully. I mean, I know he got popped on that fumble, but at the same time, that's still not a good look regardless. And you see that, and it's like, well, Shanahan – hold on. Let me pull up the stats real quick. I have them right here. So right. this was this was the carry output for the game. The Niners had 21 carries. I'm not going to count Garoppolo, so 20. And Lance, so yeah. 19. So Sermon had 10 carries, okay? Uh-huh. Kyle Juszczyk had five, including a quarterback sneak. Kittle had one. Ayuk had one. Debo had two. You know, when you see that, it's like, what's going on with the running back room? And I know there's a ton of injuries, don't get me wrong, but you could still try and get on Johnson involved. They just had Jaquez Patrick. I don't think he was inactive. You could have got him involved. There's all these guys around the running back room that he could have got going, including Trey Sermon, and yet he didn't. And Kyle Shanahan just didn't trust the running back room entirely. And it just makes you go, well, what the heck? <laughs> you know what I mean? And I will say that the trenches, the trench warfare was a big L for the 49ers. But for Kyle to not give any of the other running backs even more of a chance, instead he has to trust wide receivers and the fullback, that kind of speaks volumes to where the Niners running game is at right now. And it's been very disappointing so far, regardless of injuries. The whole scheme, Kyle's whole scheme for running backs is all based off speed. That's yeah. why, like, even though everybody's ready to move on from Mostert, he's so extremely he important to this offense. It's not just the speed. It's the unreal acceleration. Yeah. Like, that's what I was trying to – I remember I pointed out in one of our other videos that, you know, it's Mitchell's nice because he can, he can – he's fast, but he like we he's built up speed. So, like, when I was watching, you know, Mitchell hit hit holes – He's hitting holes that I'm thinking, oh, he's gone. It's going to be a touchdown because the hole's wide open. But then it closes fast, and I'm like, oh, wait. That's only when Mostert hits the hole because Mostert's acceleration is so great that as soon as that hole's open, he's through it and gone before they even see him. He He's not built up speed. He starts running, and then he's gone. Like, Mitchell doesn't have that. So when I'm like, oh, look, there's that hole wide open, Mitchell's halfway through it, and then and then it closes. When as soon as it opens, Mostert's behind the behind it already. Yeah, like without Mostert's speed and acceleration, it really hinders our our run game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I you could tell that uh, for sure. This game, they definitely missed Mostert and Jeff Wilson Jr. Because Wilson Jr. he had a good game against the Packers as well in twenty nineteen. So yeah, he's. He's a good hard runner, but he has yeah. some speed to him. Mm-hmm. But it's just like when we had Brita. Brita had that acceleration too. Yeah. So if Brita hit the hole, he was gone. But nice. now we have none of those guys. We have a fast Mitchell, but we don't have acceleration. Yeah. You know, it's frustrating that his offense kind of is – it's an outside zone run game. That's what it is. And when you can't really play off that – uh, someone had tweeted that the four, the Packers defense was able to just crack the edges and let the linebackers and safeties come down and play the outside zone to prevent those big runs from happening. And then when you don't have your interior offensive linemen winning their battles, you can't necessarily run the ball at all. So what do you have to resort to? Jimmy Garoppolo throwing the ball 40 times. 
257 yards, two touchdowns, and INT, including the fumble. He was sacked four times. I honestly thought the pass protection wasn't that bad throughout the night. A couple of sacks Jimmy Garoppolo just ran himself into because no surprise because he held the ball too long. And again, that's another one of those things where you just got to wonder how much longer can Garoppolo play? You just you look at what Trey Lance does out there, even if it's in the red zone, and it's like he gets out there and the Packers defense is like, Holy look at the shit. look What's at the fear. Happen? You could see the yeah. fear. You could see the Packers defense just shuffling, going, oh, oh, <sighs> whoa, 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 what's gonna happen? It happened on the same thing when Trey Lance threw his first uh, touchdown against the Lions. That mm-hmm. same thing happens, and it's like, what do we do? Well, you put Trey Lance in that situation, not in the red zone, but anything past you know before the red zone, and the defense goes, what do we do? Again, I can live with Trey Lance's rookie mistakes if he plays. That is absolutely fine because his mistakes will be no worse than Jimmy Garoppolo. But the difference is that Trey Lance will give you an element to the passing game that we honestly have not seen in Kyle Shanahan's entire tenure for the Niners at all. We have not seen a quarterback throw the ball consistently down 20-plus yards downfield through his entire tenure. I'm not Mm -hmm. even going to count 2018 Jimmy Garoppolo because he still wasn't that good. And that, that's the thing is that you look at C.J. Beathard. Beathard had an okay deep ball, but Beathard was just terrible. Nick Bowens couldn't throw the ball beyond 10 yards. I don't even remember what Brian Hoyer did. And then just everything from there has just been an absolute shit show. So get yep. Trey Lance in there. Give the offense an element of a downfield threat. In Trey Lance, open up the run game, and people – we won't have to be having this well, conversation at all. Well, yeah. we keep – you know how we say Sermon doesn't fit the offense right now. Well, Sermon fits the offense if he if Trey's in there because the whole you know we, we struggle to run between the tackles and Sermon's a between the tackles kind of runner. But mm-hmm. if you put if you put Lance in there and he's going to open up the run game between the tackles because they're going to have to worry about him taking it you know on the outside. So it's going to open up the lanes inside and like Sermon would be look fantastic if he's freaking playing with Lance which makes sense why they drafted him because when Lance is in there, Sermon's going to be a star because he's going to be dominating running through the tackles because they're going to be so worried about Lance taking it on the, on the read. So I just, I think having Lance in there alone just opens the game up to run in between the tackles. And then obviously Kyle's game on the outside is going to, going to be good depending on the running backs we have. So, I mean, I just think the run game alone without the pass game becomes like, so much more dynamic with Lance in there, but we don't get to see it because we don't, you know, we don't, we haven't done it, but I, I, I'm ready. I mean, I'm so ready to see it because I want to see what happens to the run game in general when Lance gets in there. Pull up, uh, pull up this comment from Hunk Fat real quick. Cause I want to, I want to say something about this. The most recent one, uh, the one after he said, Shan Hill was a coward last night. Hunk, I agree. You know, see, this is where I don't want to agree because I like Shannon. It's true. But it, it is a great conversation. And this is just goes back to the questionable play calling. And mm-hmm. this is beyond trusting Jimmy Garoppolo. Shanahan is touted as an offensive genius. Well, when you need to convert on fourth and one, you got to make a play and make something happen. The Niners had timeouts to make something happen on fourth and one. But instead, they commit a false start, and Mitch Wisnowski is forced to punt. And – I don't know what Shanahan has going through his mind. Maybe he doesn't trust Jimmy Garoppolo and he's handcuffed or what, but Shanahan coached, I'm not going to say scared, but there were quite a few questionable play calls that just make you go, dude, what's going on? We can't even do the one thing Jimmy's good at, right? It's fourth and one. QB sneaked that some bitch, dude. Like Jimmy is fantastic at that. It's fourth and one. You have one of the best QB sneakers next to freaking Tom Brady. Sneak that sucker. Yeah. 
I guarantee if we done it, if we ran a QB sneak, Jimmy's gonna get it because Jimmy always does. You know the worst part about that too was the drive where Trey Lance scored his touchdown. Jimmy Garoppolo was given five chances to score a touchdown there at all. He was given five chances. Not only did Garoppolo not execute, not only did Garoppolo not execute, but the play calling on some of those were just atrocious. And then you even go back to the fourth quarter where hindsight's always one hundred percent, right? Hindsight's always fifty fifty, but. You know, the offense is moving so quick. And when Jimmy Garoppolo snaps the ball with 12 seconds on the play clock with 30 seconds left, 37 seconds left in the game, and they scored a touchdown, too much time for Aaron Rodgers. That is not only awareness on Jimmy Garoppolo, but that's also awareness on Kyle Shanahan and the coaching staff to know we have three timeouts. Let's stop it. Let's run the ball a couple times or do something to wind that clock down even further. I don't care if the Packers didn't have zero timeouts. You don't give Aaron Rodgers 37 seconds. (laughs) That's crazy to say, but you really don't. To be fair to that, though, to be fair to that, though, as as much as like we were struggling to get in the red zone in this game, you kind of just have to take it. That's the problem is like you you can't trust to get it because Jimmy had five, six chances and couldn't get it in there off from one yard. And then luckily we got it in there with Lance. But I mean, Jimmy looked like a freaking chicken with his head cut off that whole time down there. But see, yeah. that's when it comes back to Kyle Shanahan and his questionable play calling where Hung Fast says Shanahan was a coward. And I'm not going to say he was a coward but because that's a little much. But – the coaching was questionable. Again, they have three timeouts within 10 yards, you know, 40 plus seconds left. Call that timeout and develop a play where you can just burn some clock and go from there. This is where Shanahan's play calling comes into question because, again, we tout him as an offensive genius, but at the same time, he's coaching like he's scared, especially in those situations. Now, this goes both ways because the defense and Domingo Ryan's should have keyed in on Devontae Adams twice, and they didn't. I don't know why they did it. Tell me and, why, real quick. Uh, how the hell did Devontae come back after that big-ass hit that he got? Man, the NFL concussion protocol is such a joke. Dude, his eyes Patient. were like this. On, like, on the TV, right, serious? when he was laying flat? I was like, yeah. oh, my gosh. Yeah, he that was, was really bad. Out. Yeah, he was clearly knocked out. And then but, also, uh, real quick, sorry, Perry, but I just wanted to bring this up. Okay, I wanted to ask you guys with that last 37 seconds, uh, if Robert Sala was calling the defense, does that happen? Do, yes. do they let do they let Rogers score that uh, get get down the field like that? Yes. Really? I mean, yeah. Salah had that same issue in 2019 where he gave up too much soft zone. Well, I mean, they should have yeah. called man to begin with. Yeah, it should have been yeah. more man. They just gave up too many yards to Devonte, and on top of that, they should have just let him lay there on the ground instead of touching him down because he didn't give himself up fully, and yeah. he he has to commit to giving himself up, and that that's another you know kind of flawed thing, but. It's still early in the season, but this was one of those games where you analyze it now and you realize there's so many little things that need to be tweaked. And this was just a team loss through and through. We can blame Garoppolo. We can blame the coaching. But at the end of the day, I, for once, feel like the team lost this game. <laughs> Usually I'm blaming Garoppolo, but this time just, it was yeah. the team. No, it's I just, agree. I totally agree with you, Perry. It's hard for me to, to blame the defense as much because, the, I mean, you look at in the first half, they were on the field for 18 minutes. Any good defense, even any good defense, is going to get gassed. Like when you look at the way we beat the crap out of Green Bay in 2019, you want to know why we beat the crap on out of them in 2019? Because we were running the ball extremely well and had and dominating the time of possession. So when you're scoring points and dominating the time of possession, the defense can pin their ears back and just go get Rodgers. 
But when you're freaking on the field the whole time in the first half, you're going to be gassed and you're not going to do anything. On top of the fact he's getting the ball out fast and they're freaking gassed and tired. I mean, that's that's our offense's fault and our defense is paying the price for our offense being terrible. Like you can't blame the defense when the offense has to do their job and sustain some drives and let their defense get some rest. Like they had no rest. We it was 2 to 1 in time of possession in the first half. And they still only gave up 17 points. They sh- it should have been 28 to nothing. So they did enough to keep it to 17 to give Jimmy a chance to even come back. And the only reason he even had a chance for such a terrible start to the freaking first half was because of the defense only gave up 17. So like you want to, you can blame the defense if you want, but the defense isn't in that position if our offense freaking sustains a couple drives in the first half. And that's why I have a hard time blaming the defense because it's not their fault that they're on the field the whole time. Like no, the best defense ever, the 85 Bears, if they're on the freaking field that long, are going to get tired and not not play as well. The Niners defense only gave up 10 points in the second half, and I'm discounting field goal because that was just, you know, mm-hmm. what can you do? But, like, looking at true points, 10 points for the defense in the second half is really good. D'Amico Ryan's made the adjustments accordingly, but this goes back to what I said earlier where Kyle Shanahan and the offense just couldn't execute when it mattered most. I think they had two or three three-and-outs in the second half alone, one drive that just wasn't sustainable. And those are those type of drives where you got to get points. you got to get points, even if it's three. That falls on Shanahan. That falls on Jimmy Garoppolo. And really, I, I would say the offense was more to blame last night than the defense because, like Christian, like you said, man, the defense was on the field a lot, especially in the first half. And then on top of the second half, too, when Jimmy Garoppolo had that fumble where it's like, dude. And, the you know, the worst part about that, too, is that that field goal, I think they scored off the fumble – more or less ended up being the difference. Mm-hmm. That was the difference between the Packers needing a touchdown versus that game-winning field goal. And it's stuff like that where you can't do anything if you're the defense at that point. And I think the Packers or the 49ers had two fourth-down stops against the Packers, if I'm not mistaken. So the defense did its job for the most part. It's just yeah. the first half was ugly because they were out there for for you know 20 minutes of the entire first half. So those guys are absolutely exhausted, exhausted. and that's why you see them play a lot better in the second half because they can get they can get more rest. And the offense for the 49ers is actually moving more, but it still just wasn't enough. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I can see where people are getting the whole Kyle Shanahan is kind of coached and scared type tactic, but I don't blame him. Jimmy Garoppolo is my quarterback. <laughs> I'd be scared I mean, too. I see. I think the problem is when we, like, when we're talking about at least like Shanahan and his play calling and stuff. Shanahan is a genius, but his genius only works when each play is working correctly. Mm-hmm. If you guys notice, like, when each when one play works after another in a row, our offense runs a lot better because Kyle's not as good at, from what I've noticed, calling individual plays to work. Like, it has to be this play works in order to make this play work in order to make the next play work. Like if you look, that's what was so great about like us dominating um, the Chiefs in the first half in the Super Bowl. Just every play worked, play worked, work, 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 and then we just kept we just kept freaking dominating in that first half because it, in a flow each play works. But when you have to like call an individual play to make something happen, then we then it's a it's a it's a struggle. Yeah, Hung Fat says, "How can they beat the Seahawks like this?" Well, the we Seahawks are ass face, so. <laughs> They're terrible. Yeah. <laughs> They're terrible. Yeah, I uh, Seattle's just you know 
I give Minnesota the benefit of the doubt because Minnesota actually played really well that game. They were able to bottle up Russell Wilson. I mean, 298 yards from Wilson isn't bad, but averaging 9.3 yards per throw. Kirk Cousins just on fire. Like, Seattle wasn't horrible, but Seattle's defense is atrocious. And Seattle's mm-hmm. defense is far and away worse than what the Packers have to offer. So going to the Seattle game, I don't think it's as scary as some people are going to already make it out to be. Of course, Russell yeah. Wilson is Russell Wilson, but this is a defense that Kyle Shanahan should be able to exploit. But at the same time, I have to take that with a pinch of salt because Jimmy Garoppolo is our quarterback. So nothing is going to be easy at all. And I don't mean to sound so pessimistic, but that is honestly the reality is that nothing is going to come easy with Jimmy Garoppolo. Everything has to be earned. If the run game is going to play like it did last night, if the offensive line just won't block against the run, it's going to be another loss. That's the reality. Jimmy Garoppolo needs so many extenuating circumstances to succeed. He really does. Sorry, guys. That's fair. That's fair. But when it comes to Seattle, dude, I mean, their whole offense is they can't block for Wilson whatsoever. I mean, dude, literally guy just gets hit after hit after hit and sack after sack. The whole the whole offense, Seattle's whole offense is Wilson. Get open, get away from the from the pass rush long enough for the receivers to get deep and fucking bomb the ball until we can score, you know, twenty points off your deep balls. Like literally, dude, that's their offense. Run around and then Tyler Lockett gets open deep, and then you know you make you make t- defenses pay for it for letting them get deep. Other than that, yeah. if you, if they can't go deep, they can't score. Yeah. Uh, Joey says here, NFL posted the last five minutes of the game, starting with Jimmy's fumble. The last drive is bad, even though we scored. Yeah. Um, I got to say, those uh, those penalties that were called on the Packers, that last drive kind of helped us down the field, to be honest. So. Well, yeah, we, we deserve that for those two. I mean, well, off I of mean, three – whole- they're holding the shit out of uh, Nick Bosa again in this game. Well, I mean, yeah, we got to talk about that for a second because the officiating for both sides was terrible. I mean that. I mean the ghost PI on Dima Lenore. There's another PI called on the Niners that I think on Josh Norman actually that was pretty Josh bad. Norman. Of course, yep. Norman Norman leaves coughing up blood. It's the officiating was bad through and through for the Niners mm-hmm. and for the Packers. Packers the scored 17 that, points off pass interference calls on third down. Yeah, I think the Packers yeah. alone had 80-plus yards of offense, which is a whole offensive drive off yeah. of p- pass interferences. And I don't know if that's just been the story for the Niners' defense so far because it feels like we have seen quite a few PIs. But, you know, I'm just going to reference every tweet I hit last night. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be the fan to scream about referees, but Jesus, you guys, do the, are the Niners the most shafted team in football? Like, I'm seriously trying to take away my bias to the best of my ability. Are the Niners the most shafted team in football for Three the entire decade? I, I'm not, I, I almost <laughs> not, I'm not going to say why I think it is, but they are. Because if I say why, it's going to cause too much controversy, but I have an exact reason why it is that way. But I think if I say it'll cause too much controversy, Yep. If you think about it, if you just think about it, there there's a one player and a one big huge thing that caused stuff that was on our team that possibly is a reason why we're hated so much now by the NFL themselves. I could be wrong, but it, it started with us guys and the NFL did not like it. So <laughs> that's all I got to say. 
I could yeah. be wrong. And I'm not picking sides. I'm just saying what that what going off of the NFL themselves. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh going on to Josh Norman uh leaving with coughing up blood and everything. Uh uh Ian Rappaport said that he got hit with two bruised lungs. So um he's probably gonna be a day to day and see uh what happens. Hopefully he starts next week, but who knows? And then who was the other injury? Uh it was K1 had a calf injury. Calf injury. Draymond got hurt. That's just so Dima Lenore had to play the slot. Then we got to see yeah. Dante Johnson. Scary. They they gotta give Richard Sherman a call, guys. I'm sorry. I don't care. I, it's fine. A lot of people have been saying I don't care if Richard Sherman's walking in with a cane. That dude needs to come in and play. <laughs> I, I mean, oh. I'm honestly giving Richard Sherman a blank check and be like, dude, just do whatever you normally did in 2019 and 2020 and just go for it. Why do you think it's taking them so long to just bring in Sherman? I mean, I think he's our best bet right now, honestly. The way he leads the team, the defense, the way he's just he's just good all around, you know? Like, what do you, what do you guys think? I'm fine with it. I mean, as bad as we are. At corner right now with all the injuries, why not? I uh, I don't know what they're so hesitant about with Richard Sherman. I honestly think the moment that Jason Verrett went down, that's when Sherman should have gotten the call. Mm-hmm. Or, yep. you exactly. know, just let Jerry Kirkpatrick play. I think Kirkpatrick was inactive. Uh, Devontae Harris just got cleared off the IR or whatever, so I think yep. Harris is going to play. It's just this cornerback room is just really scary. And this is what I have to ask you guys. If you analyze the team right now, the entire roster, how it's constructed, how Jimmy Garoppolo has been playing, every factor. Do you guys feel like right now that the Niners are a Super Bowl team? Wild card no. team at best. Yeah, at least. Just because the Seahawks don't look good this year. All right, and we have a soft I mean, schedule. They look, they, look, they look decent, but I do have to say the only one I'm worried about in our division right now is the Rams. To be fair, they can't beat us. <laughs> I don't know, man. They have Matthew I mean, a little different. I will say that the Rams, Stafford looked a bit vulnerable against the Buccaneers, so I will I will say that much. But Stafford is just an, an entirely different element compared okay. to Jared Goff. But do you know how you beat you know how you beat the Rams? What I said earlier, because they have the smallest receivers in the NFL. For one, you you go and punch them in the mouth off off the line. That's how you beat the Rams. You punch them in the mouth because the, their receivers are small. You. Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, they're not big guys. I mean, Deshaun Jackson, not go and meet them at the line and, and knock them off their route. That's how you're going to beat the Rams. That's how you're going to stop them because you're going to throw off the timing for them to get deep to begin with because that's what their offense is. It's freaking dink and dunk a little bit and then go deep. So that's that's literally what McVay is like not even calling an offense. He's like, dink and dunk, boop, go deep. Do so you want to beat the Rams? You want to beat the Rams? You go and hit the receivers in the mouth. And make make them actually make some like good throws over the middle and at the hash marks more often than just going deep all the time. That's how they beat Tampa Bay because they just kept going deep. It, Tampa Bay couldn't stop it because of all their injuries. But if if you go and hit their receivers in the mouth and throw them off their route, you know <laughs> that's going to give for one. That's going to give our defense a chance to go and get Stafford because he's gonna he's gonna have to wait longer if he does want to go deep. I could be wrong, but that's just me. I mean, it, if we're going to beat the Rams, we're going to have to punch the receivers in the mouth right off the line. Yeah, it's uh, 
I don't think the Niners are going to beat the Rams so long as Jimmy Garoppolo is the quarterback. The defense can play lights out. The ground game can be lights out. But at the end of the day, when Jimmy Garoppolo is the quarterback, you can't get away with games like he did against the Lions or games like he did against the Eagles. You need good Jimmy Garoppolo to win games. And he was able to do that in 2019 when everything was good and most of the team was healthy. But this is a different year. This is a different team. The defense yeah. has clearly regressed. The offense is just unsustainable because the running backs keep getting hurt. There's no speed. Even when Jeff Wilson Jr. comes back and Elijah Mitchell comes back, there's still no true dynamic of speed because we don't exactly know what Elijah Mitchell has to offer yet because he only, he's only played one game, really. Exactly. And it just makes you wonder how much more of the offense can we see because Jimmy Garoppolo just handcuffs everything. So the Niners right now, they're not going to beat the Rams. I don't want to be so pessimistic, but they're not going to beat the Rams. Arizona's going to be tough because Jimmy Garoppolo won't keep up with Kyler Murray. I think we have the blueprint to beat Seattle, but with the way the pass rush played last night, I honestly don't know if they're going to be able to execute against that offensive line. And again, I'm just trying to be as real as I can. And Christian, I, I believe you. They got to go after Russell Wilson and they will do it. But to do that for four quarters, if the offense isn't humming, that defense gets tired. It's mm-hmm. going to get ugly, just like it did Great last point. night. Like last that's, night. The, that's the exactly all things, guys. But really, though, <laughs> like I said earlier, it's you're just asking everything to be. It has to be a perfect storm for Jimmy Garoppolo. That's how it was in 2019. Everything just yeah. fell into place at the right time. A lot of people said the Super Bowl window was too early when it wasn't. It's just everything just happened perfectly, and you can't ask for that again. Not right now, Seattle. See, with Seattle's defense, it's really a perfect time just to play Trey because, I mean, we're going to run all over him. I mean, Trey would Trey would run for 100 yards against that defense, just himself, not alone how well the running backs are going to run. Honestly, but, I would I would love to see Trey play at least just one game, just for the hell of it. Just get his feet wet, you know? I, yeah. I, mean, I mean, shit, I think he should even play uh, the two games against the Rams, honestly. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna we put more. A, we have a better chance, honestly. He, he obviously puts more fear into defense than Garoppolo does. I mean, I you could literally see the fear, and I could feel it watching it on TV. Feel the fear in Green Bay's defense when he was in there. That honestly, the moment Trey Lance came on the field, you saw everyone within the box in the goal line, just like. <laughs> like what? you know what do we do you know <laughs> what i mean and that even happened the second time too when trey lance was put in the red zone and he rolled out to the mm-hmm. right and um kittle and doesn't get tackled he throws a touchdown yeah, kittle. to kittle yeah he oh, kittle oh yeah yeah if yeah, that, that wasn't was if yeah if he didn't get and you see that and it's like well if trey lance brings that element to the red zone clearly he's going to bring that element at uh, that um that element you know what this is the thing i just said <laughs> yeah. for the rest of the offense that element i'm sorry he's gonna bring that element to the rest of the offense throughout the entire field and that's yeah. where you look at grappling it's like what can get done you know what i mean like okay so kirk cousins you guys agree that kirk cousins is a better quarterback than jimmy grapple right dropped in trouble throws it on the run is caught by KJ. Nope. cousins is better than grapple uh, yes. yeah basketball. way better dude yeah so Cousins last and, yesterday, and he, and he throws deep too. Yeah, Cousins is exactly accurately. and accurately. Mm-hmm. That's why uh, Shanahan wanted Cousins. But last night, uh, Kirk Cousins thirty of thirty eight, three hundred twenty three yards, three touchdowns, only sacked once. The ground game for Minnesota one hundred and forty yards. The Vikings did everything that Shanahan wants to do. They run it with play action. They set up the outside zone, and this is the thing: Dalvin Cook didn't even play. Yeah, Alexander Madison ran for 112 yards, which is really impressive. 
and you look at that and you have the blueprint to beat Seattle. The question is, is Jimmy Garoppolo going to do it? No. I'm going to say that right now. No, he's not going to do it. This is why you need yeah. to get Trey Lance in there. Trey Lance needs to go and play now. Because if the Niners, if the Niners finish the bye week, what um, I think the bye week is week seven, three and four or whatever, or four and four, they're not going to be a playoff team. They're not. The Niners are not going to compete with the NFC West, let alone the rest of the NFC at all. Because Carolina looks good. New Orleans looks good. Tampa Bay looks great. That's three teams right there in the same division that are awesome. Seattle is going to compete like they do every year. Arizona might not be a joke. And we already know the Rams are for real. Oh, and then, of course, you have the Packers, and now Minnesota's playing well. There's just too much going on for the 49ers to say, we can roll with Jimmy Garoppolo and make a wildcard spot. But they're not going to. They cannot win Jimmy Garoppolo as a quarterback. And, and again, guys, I'm sorry if I come off so pessimistic, pessimistic but you're right, though. No dude. One seems to want that. Go ahead. No, I was saying I felt that. I was just saying you're right. No I one wants to have that conversation. They really don't. Yeah. Right now, if Jimmy Garoppolo plays for the whole season, like you said, Christian, they are maybe a wild card team. Maybe. Mm-hmm. And that's reality. Well, but why not let Trey Lance play? So, like, how much, how much more is is um lynch gonna put up with this because like i'm not even kidding my you know my wife does hardly know any football the only reason she watches the niners is because she watches with me and still has never been a football fan before being with me when they showed when they showed john up in the box my wife's first thing is like oh my god he looks so pissed (laughs) and i'm thinking nobody somebody doesn't even understand football can tell that freaking lynch is pissed and he's probably like thinking put in put in lynch I mean, put in Lance, and it's like, how much more is in is Lance, like Lynch gonna put up with this, and is gonna cause a problem with him and Shanahan? Because, I mean, he looked freaking like so mad in the box when they showed him last night, and I'm like, you you know, he's not gonna be quiet when it comes to talking to to Kyle. He's gonna tell him. So you know, it's <laughs> yep. I want to know like. Is Lynch going to say anything and, you know, probably not say anything to the media. He's probably going to keep it behind closed doors, but I don't know if there's that, if Lynch can put up with much more of this. If Trey Lance. Okay. So, cause this will be a pretty deep question. So I don't want you guys to overanalyze, but after this season, if the Niners either don't make the playoffs or make a wild card spot with Jimmy Garoppolo and just, you know, shit the bed is Kyle Shanahan on hot seat. I know he has an extension running through 2024, but right after this season, if it doesn't go how we all expected, would you put Shanahan on the hot seat? No, Mm-mm, not because of the because of the trade and the know that it's working for the future and kind of the way that um, his relationship relationship is with our owner. You know, I, I I don't see it. I think I think that he's willing to give him some time because of the fact that we gave up three firsts for Lance that it's going to it's going to be a process to get Lance ready to go. Um, Are you guys willing to waste a prime year of Kittle, Debo, Ayuk? Oh, Warner, I'm not. Mosa, Kinlaw, <laughs> Armstead. I can go on on with this list. I mean, I'm not, but pff, with how, how freaking um stubborn Kyle is, who knows. I mean, if he wasn't so stubborn, he would have he would have put Lance in after Jimmy went was had a terrible first half. I mean, he would have done it against the Eagles after the three drives without a first down, but he doesn't. 
you know, he, I mean, maybe he is a, a mad genius and he has some kind of idea of what's going on with Lance. I mean, it's nice to see. I don't know if you guys noticed on every single play call though, Lance is on his wristband and he's like got a coach right in his ear he's, and he's yeah. paying attention to every single thing that's happening each play and just watching everything. And he's like just eating everything up. So I don't know if they're just trying to get him ready to a specific point because it was really cool to see that. And if Kyle just is really some mad genius and it's just, he's just waiting for his right time and biding his time with Jimmy. I, I don't know. <laughs> So I wanted to ask both of you guys this. So we talk about the post-game uh, press conference with Shanahan, and the main thing that stood out, and we talked about it in the group chat, was Jimmy G played well. What the hell? <laughs> what are your thoughts on that? Anthony, go first. Did Jimmy Garoppolo play well? I mean, he didn't play bad. Uh, like that, Seriously, he didn't play bad. That's the thing. Yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't horrible. He wasn't Jimmy Garoppolo we saw in the second half of Kansas City. I mean, yeah. he he was okay. That's the reality. Is that Garoppolo was okay. But again, Garoppolo isn't good enough to win you games on his own consistently. 2019 was a you know a, a fluke. I honestly thought that was a fluke of Jimmy Garoppolo because everything was perfect. It was the perfect storm. But 2020 happened, and you look at that, and it's like, well. You know, like obviously he was hindered by injury, so we couldn't really see. And then 2019 was the one year where you go, well, everything fell into place. Jimmy Garoppolo isn't, I, you know what? I'm not even going to say top five. He's not, he's not even top 10. He's not within the top six to 10 tier of quarterbacks. He's not Matt Stafford. No. He's not Kirk Cousins. He's not Derek Carr. He's not any of these quarterbacks that they can go and win you games on their own. Derek Carr has been doing that for the Raiders all season long. And look at what Derek Carr is doing. Matthew Stafford comes into the Rams, albeit with a great OC. But Matthew Stafford has made the Rams look magnificent because he can throw the hell out of the ball. Even, even freaking, I, I just said his name, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins has looked magnificent this year because everything is just executing and working. Jimmy Garoppolo can't pick up his team and get the job done. And if that pace continues, I can't go out there and say he played well. Because Jimmy Garoppolo isn't going to have a well game unless everyone is either healthy, the running backs are healthy, or God forbid the Niners defense actually gets a turnover. Yeah, he, Jimmy Garoppolo just needs so much help. He really does. And again, I like Garoppolo when he's on fire. That's why I want the Niners to push the pace on offense more because that two-minute drill offense is filthy. It's absolutely yeah. filthy. It's the best offense in the league. But when you give them seven to eight minutes to operate where like – Every pass on third down is like a third and seven or third and eight because either the first or second pass was horrible. Then you can't really say Jimmy Garoppolo played well. It's very frustrating. It's very frustrating to say the least. Hey, so I want to – Joey said that Shanahan has a press conference right now. Is that like for real, for real, or is that from earlier today? I don't yeah, know. It says right now, I'm looking on Twitter. It says, uh, Laura Britton, 9 p.m. Join me right now on NBC Sports Bay Area for Niners Press Conference Live to hear from Kyle Shanahan. Oh, please tell me he's going to start bringing Lance. <laughs> you, well, from what Zach said in the group chat, he says that he's announcing a change under center. Is that true? No, I think Zach was joking. Oh, okay, I was gonna uh, say, man. Yeah, Damn. Yes, I was like, what? Better right what? after. Well, dude, like, you know what? This is, uh, it's either going to be some type of injury update or 
like Christian said, John Lynch <laughs> stepped into the office and was like, dude, we just traded three first round picks for a well, two two first round picks. They traded two. Um they they dude, just get Lance in there now. That's it. Or or this is a Jimmy Garoppolo trade everyone's been waiting for, which would be mind blowing to say the least. But Jimmy, this is the thing is everyone's saying like trade trade Jimmy, trade Jimmy, but he carries a $27 million dead cap hit because his salary got guaranteed right before the season started. So I, they can't trade Jimmy Garoppolo. They're not going to eat $27 million when they can't afford it. So it could be a change under center or it could just be some injury announcements. You know, it, it could just possibly be injury, but I don't want to speculate until we hear more. It's just, it's weird to think that they couldn't trade him because like, when Kyle says Jimmy played great, like, great. Well, that sounds like you're trying to make it keep, you know, so somebody will want to trade for him. Like, and then you got these, you know, media guys always hyping up Jimmy. You guys just it, in on this right now? It sounds like that they're trying to hype up the trade for Jimmy. Yeah, they, go, they, go they just can't. They can't pull that trade though. It's twenty-seven million dollars against true. the cap. I, I want them to trade Jimmy because that means Trey will start. But I don't know if they'll take that kip, that cap hit unless they get money in return, which they could. That happens in deals a lot. But dude, there's some teams like that could use Jimmy. I mean, he's better than some of their some of the other starters, so to be fair. He's better than Taylor Haneke for Washington. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not even joking either. Like, dude. Oh, you might be. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. Tom Middlecoff had said that Jimmy Garoppolo on this podcast was in more of the 17 to 28 numbered tier of quarterbacks in general when he's not cooking. And it's like, honestly, that's true. Like, like this is the thing. Like, Matthew Stafford. Again, I'm going to go back to the 6 to 10 tier. Stafford, uh, Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins. I'm probably missing a few others within that range. Deshaun Watson, I guess, guys who are just outside the top five, they will almost guarantee you a field goal. That's the mm-hmm. thing. Jimmy Garoppolo will guarantee you an interception. <laughs> you know what I mean? See, he will guarantee you three and out. When it comes to Stafford, though, I, I want to see if we get a chance to actually see his clutch factor this year because he's kind of just beat up on everybody so far the first three games, and he didn't have the clutch factor even when he had a decent team with him and Megatron. So... I like Stafford because he can make every single throw and then some. Um, but I want to see if he can win a big game. Like if he if he can like overcome what it is to win a big game. Yeah, Hung Fat says realistically, how many more games can Kyle let Jimmy start like this? The whole season because Kyle's a stubborn jackass. He, he <laughs> okay, you got to be honest. Bye week. I I think we all want the bye week. I think it will take the bye week unless something about this press conference tonight at 9 p.m., which is really odd. Can you? I, I have it. I, I mean, I'm not going to show the video, but we can play the audio. We'll, we'll wait for more stuff to come out because okay. I'm going to go on my spiel right now. Right, He's got go the bye week. He really does. I think that this is the evaluation for Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, this is another season where Jimmy Garoppolo is healthy, another season where he knows the offense. I don't care if there's injuries. You're the quarterback. You got to know. You, you just simply got to know. Limitations or not, you got to give Jimmy the bye week. If not, I think we'll finally start see, seeing Trey Lance play more. 
whether that's a half, whether that's a quarter, whether that's 10 to 15 pass attempts, it doesn't matter. Shanahan has until the bye week to truly decide whether he wants to keep this season alive or ruin it by letting Garoppolo play. Okay, you know what's really sad, though, is like Jimmy can't win with his arm really at all. And we're seeing freaking 45-year-old Brady only run the offense with his arm. Like they hardly run the ball. And he's just dominating at 45 years old without a run game. And Jimmy can barely keep an offense going with his arm. And, I mean, yeah, Brady's one of the greatest of all time, but he's still 45 years old. And Jimmy can't even yeah. do half half of what a 45-year-old quarterback can do. Half and of he, it. And he was behind him for how many years? You think he learned something, right? <laughs> but he still had – I mean – how many years has Garoppolo been in the in the league now? Seven or eight? Yeah, I think you're right. But it's like he's just – he has – the main thing with Jimmy, and it's always going to be the problem, uh, is consistency and uh, his accuracy. For sure, his accuracy. Because if the receivers keep going up to grab that ball, one, he's going to hurt his freaking players. And two, there's no yards after the catch at all. Dude, he's going to get Debo killed <laughs> with some of these throws, Seriously? man. Did you see last oh, night? Oh, my God, dude. And he's lucky. He's lucky that one when we ended up scoring that Debo freaking stole Alexander's chain straight up. He stole that man's chain. He yeah, straight up went and yeah, snatched that ball when it should have been that intercepted. Was, dude, that was funny. That should have been an interception, and Debo just was like, I nope. it was. That's mine. I, was. <laughs> I had no idea how he got that. That was insane. Do I. And that's the thing where it's like, have the Niners even ran a route 20 yards downfield at all? You know what I mean? Like, our receivers don't run 20 yards downfield. Everyone's saying, oh, well, Shanahan's offense is based on the middle of the field, blah, blah, blah. Well, whether that's the true or not, Shanahan literally cannot call a play 20 yards downfield because Garoppolo will not hit it. <laughs> That's the thing. And if he does, God forbid he lofts it up there, he's going to get a wide receiver killed by the safety. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, it's just a lose-lose. And I guess the point I'm trying to make is that our receivers can go and win jump balls. Ayuk will do that. Debo will do that. Kittle will do that. Freaking Kyle Juszczyk will do that. He did that against the Steelers in 2019. And it's like, if your quarterback's just not going to push the ball downfield, the corners are going to play press man and play up on our receivers, jam them like Christian wants, and they're not going to get a chance to separate mm-hmm. because Garoppolo isn't going to throw the ball. And yeah. if he does, it's either a bad throw or it's a check down or it's something they can't do anything about. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Um, so it looks like the the little conference with Kyle Shanahan's over already because Joey tweeted that that was it. For that, he said was, we got we got a 9 p.m. presser for that. So I'm wondering what the hell it was. Do you guys want well, to listen? That, that hype is down. Go go ahead and just play the audio. Let's hear it real quick. Okay. All right. Let me see. Give me a second, guys. Got a speaker. All right. Okay. All right. Here we go. Trick ready to play. You felt comfortable with Thomas. You guys playing. hear it? 
um, as well. And then might you still need to add add a corner if K1's out for a bit? Uh, yeah, I mean, that stuff we'll discuss this afternoon. I really just finished with the players, but we got to be comfortable with whoever we have on the roster. I and mean, when you get there, whether it's running back or whether it's corner, it's next man up. And, um, you know, the good thing about Dre is he has been in this league for a while. He's been a number of places, and I've really enjoyed what I've seen from these last two weeks since he's here. Um, but losing K1 uh, for a few weeks, possibly Josh Norman. Uh, I know that stuff John and everyone upstairs is working on all day, and we'll discuss that later tonight. Kyle, Jimmy spoke after the game about the balance between having the defense on their heels and then also kind of slowing the offense down on that final drive. Uh, do you have any thoughts about that? Um, you mean giving them scoring with time on the clock? Yes, like leaving them 37-ish seconds. Yeah, totally. I mean, that's why we, we worked really hard to not use any timeouts that entire drive. We wanted to run it down. No one wants to give it back to I'm Also not going to tell Juice to not try and score. They try to dictate that was some play calling. I mean, we had a choice route called, which is a five-yard in route or out route based off of leverage by Sanu. If he's not open, you're just going to go hit it to Juice on your check down. It's usually check downs so not the best for about a five yard gain, but Juice ran a hell of a check down and then ran over two people to score. Um, you know, so we had three timeouts, so I'm not telling Jimmy either to run it down yet. You want to get that under 30 seconds and inside the 10 yard line, and then you can control it with your own three timeouts. Um, but the only other option would have been to tell Juice not to score, which is something that you want to do. I mean, it took us seven plays in the second quarter to, to score from inside the 11. Five plays from the one to score. Um, so you want to make sure that you get those plays and everything, but we definitely weren't expecting the score on that play. I'm not sure if you mentioned uh, Elijah Mitchell, but uh, where is he in his recovery? Um, he's just continuing to rehab. I know he um, couldn't go this week. Um, I'm hoping that it's better signs this week. Was there anything that you were looking more for from the running backs that you picked up, carry uh, on Johnson, the guys that didn't have any carries yesterday? Is there something that you're more looking forward to see from them? No, they didn't get a chance in the game. I mean, guys, we, we didn't have a ton of runs in the game, which doesn't have to do with them not running it. It has to do with we didn't get a lot of runs called. We had a lot of RPOs and stuff that we threw instead of run plays. We didn't do that great on third down on the first half, which eliminated some of your runs. We never got going long enough to where our starting running back was tired or anything and had to come out. So that's really how the game would have played out, I think, if anybody was in. If Raheem was in, he would have gotten the majority of the carries. If Aisha was in, he would have gotten in. Trey was in, and he did get the majority, which I think was 10. Um, but we didn't run the ball as much as we usually do. You're not trying to worry everything. And we're also not trying to bring in every single new person to feature them. Do that when you need to. And then looking at Trey Thurman, what do you have to say about How can you assess his performance after taking a look at the film? Um, I mean, I thought it was a good good for him in terms of, I think it was really his first NFL game. You know, his first um, play was versus Philly and you know what happened on that. So that, that was a tough one. So him being able to get back in there, really have his first game, um, did some good, some bad. You know, I, I thought his best run of the game was a second and three where we had an unblocked guy in the backfield. It was the opening drive of our third quarter. And we um, didn't, we missed the nose guard on second and three. And 
should have been about third and six, third and seven, and he got it back to third and one, which allowed us to run the quarterback sneak the next play, which led us on a drive to get it back to 17 to 14. But I thought that was a hell of a run. Um, but each game that he plays, the more he goes, I expect him to continue to get better and better. Alan, on the play that uh, Preston Smith laid a laid a big hit on uh, Jimmy, was that was that on Trent Williams or was that uh, was that supposed to be a free rusher? No, no, yeah, that was on Trent. Um, got confused with where where the center was going, and the center was going to that side, so he ended up squeezing a play. Should have squeezed of ninety one on block. Hey, Kyle, I'm not trying to create a uh, Trent Sherfield uh, snap count controversy, but you, know, you had talked about how one of the reasons Ayuk wasn't playing as much was you know, due to Sherfield's performance. Why did he just play uh, two snaps on offense last night? Um, I didn't think we had that many long drives, and when we did, we went with single receivers sometimes, being in 22 and 13 personnel. I thought he would play a lot more. I tell guys what to do before the game, but I don't keep up with the rotation. I want to make sure to keep Ayuk fresh. And um, Wes thought Ayuk was fresh enough without being out there in too many long and drives that he didn't put training as much and did a hell of a job in special teams for us, too. Kyle, are you expecting uh, Maurice Hurst back to practice this week? Yeah, we are. We're expecting him back. Um, hope to get him Wednesday and hope to get Devontae Harris on Wednesday also. Kyle, in terms of a pass rush, last one, guys. Yeah, in terms of a pass rush, both has talked about getting chipped by the running back and tight end lot. Um, what's going on on the other side when he, when that's taking place? Are you guys not getting that pass rush from the other people as well? Um, I mean, it depends on the play. I, I think you know, if we want to see more pass rush, I think we got to get him to hold on to the ball a little bit longer. Um, I think the way to do that is to have him in a lot more third and longs. I thought they got a little – I thought they got way too much leaky yardage in the game where – I thought we had a run held for four, I mean, for two yards, but they found a way to get four or five. Um, some of the RPOs that they hit on the side, I thought we had a way to stop them for one to two, and they ended up getting about six. You get some of that stuff, and they're not going to hold on to the ball very long. And when guys don't hold on to the ball very long, pass rush is pretty ineffective. And when they did, they did get some chips. Um, some were on both, so some were on both sides. But um, that's really a group effort that all the guys got to do better, and so does the coverage. The 49ers pass. Yeah, right, so nothing significant. Nope. <laughs> That's all I got to take away from that, just talking about the game. I tweeted this yeah. out. I don't like Shanahan was bored and just wanted some people to talk to. Mm-hmm. I don't blame him. But, hey, you know what? It is it is what it is on the Seattle, right? I think the most we can take away from last night is just Jimmy Garoppolo has to execute. That's the bottom line. We can blame coaching. We can blame defense. We can blame everything we want. But at the end of the day, the quarterback needs to execute. Jimmy Garoppolo didn't do that enough. And when he couldn't, he was either turning the ball over or failing to sustain a drive. And you can only blame Shanahan so long for that because that's the thing is that too many people blame Shanahan when Shanahan calls almost every play on a silver platter for Garoppolo to execute, and he doesn't. And the few times that Shanahan gets you know, a freaking put up on the post – for making the wrong call, it obviously it's at the worst times when in reality Garoppolo just can't execute what he wants. Yeah. So going in next game, guys, Garoppolo's just got to execute, and mm-hmm. there's nothing more to it. So uh, if, he, if he doesn't, we get another first quarter of crap. Are we going to see John Lynch come down from the box and start yelling at Kyle? First half, dude. Not even first quarter. First half. Yeah. First, first half. half. Brutal. Yeah. Well, I. All I have to say for this is Jimmy needs to look like how he did 
in the first half besides that first snap uh, of week one where he was going down the field and everything. I mean, I mean, if you start off with that, we shouldn't have anything to worry about. If he plays like the way he played the past two weeks, then we're going to have a problem for the rest of the season for sure. I mean, we're kind of grasping at straws there. The, our best chance, the, the thing, the only, the only realistic thing we can hope for is the run game works. Because if the run game works, Jimmy's not going to look that bad. Just that's just how that's just plain and simple. That's only if Elijah Mitchell comes back next week. <laughs> Brandon, what was the crowd? What was the crowd like when Trey Lance came in? Oh my god, dude, that shit was lit. Everybody got up, freaking screaming and everything i i have dude that statement was loud as shit man that has to tell you everything as a head coach alone yeah, you would think like not so. all of it not all of it but some of it at least like dude so. well and then on top of that too is like even at the end of the game um when we scored that last touchdown dude everybody was going wild bro because we came back from that deficit i mean even i went was went wild dude i jumped on my freaking dad and was broke his back i'm like but dude number one is it felt great to be back at levi's okay the uh faithful was freaking rocking all game even though we were down for most of it and just everything everything about last night's game was a lot of fun dude even though we lost it was a lot of fun and it turned out to be a great game it's an all-time classic to be fair Oh, yeah, especially to have it on primetime as well, dude. I mean, I don't know. Somebody tweeted out that it was the most watched Sunday night game in a while since 2015. So that tells you something right there as well. (laughs) You know? Yeah, but it is what it is, guys. Like I said, get on to Seattle, just execute, hope everyone stays healthy, Mm -hmm. and, you know, that's pretty much it. That's the most you can ask for. But, guys, I got to bounce. It's been an excellent fun. show. Lots of fun to talk, you know, for over an hour. Didn't exactly yes. plan on that. But it's been a lot of fun, fellas. I really yeah. appreciate everything you guys had to offer today. And you know what? Let's go Niners. It's just – if Garoppolo continues to play, guys, it's going to be a long season. I will say that much. But yeah, one game at a time. One I'm not going to say time. things will get better. But yeah. after what we saw – I don't know how much worse it could get. <laughs> so there's that. Right. There's my optimism. I'm, I'm coming out to the Bay for, for the Monday night game against the Rams. I'm hoping Lance is the quarterback. <laughs> he better be, fellas. He better be. That's right. my first, it's my Thank first you so game. much for having me on the show. Follow me on Twitter. Yeah, no at, it's Anthony Bray. Follow me. Love to handle Talk All Things Niners. I stream on Twitch also at the same handle to talk all things Niners and just play video games and relax. So if you guys want to join the stream, do that. I will be doing that later tonight. Otherwise, everyone, have a fantastic night. Thank you guys for having me on, and I will be back before you know it. Thanks for coming, bro. Very appreciate it. Take care. All right. Well, that's going to end it for us, guys. Uh, We really appreciate you guys tuning in tonight. A lot to talk about, a lot of fun. Um, Last but not least, End it off. Go Niners. Go Niners.